Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network, now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Arrow After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Arrow After Show. Hello, Arrow fans. Welcome to AfterBuzz TV. Thank you for coming back and joining us for the After Show. I'm your host, Ali Kona Bradford, joined by... Hi, how you guys doing? I am Michael Durgin, nickname is Mowgli. Remember it. Yes, and for those of you who follow me on Twitter, we were talking a little bit about... We apologize. We were supposed to have a special guest this evening, but last minute, unfortunately, something came up. She wasn't able to make it, but we will do our best to get her to come in. And next time, I'm not going to tweet until she's physically in the building, so I don't like tease you guys. Yeah, we want to get you guys amped up, but at the same time, I think that that, that's the second time she was almost on the show, and uh, unfortunately, conflict created within four hours of our showtime that she wasn't going to make it. It happens. Hey, you know what? When when you're a celebrity, duty calls, (laughs) press releases. She has a really big movie that's coming out tonight premiering in london so who knows we'll talk about that later on tonight right but until we get to that let's talk about the show suicide squad it's an episode that we've been really looking forward to so glad i don't know about you but to have a diggle centric episode oh my gosh i thought it was an amazing episode for getting diggle into his stride having him be like the center of attention and the focus of the episode honestly what's going on with oliver is more of a He's More now of a the side story. story. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. Yeah, wow. It, you know, but it's cool because this season, mid-season, they're starting to actually do that because before, you know, season one, first half of season two, it was all flashbacks of just the island. And then we started seeing flashbacks of Laurel and, and what happened before the shipwreck. And now we're actually getting to see flashbacks of Diggle. I'm still ready for the Felicity ones. Right. But I, I really enjoyed tonight's episode. I don't think there's many that. flashbacks for Felicity. It's probably very boring, like you her sitting what? at a computer growing you up. You don't know that. <laughs> she does not know who her daddy is, okay? Yeah, okay. So there could be a big episode. We had some Twitter followers. Welcome to 70% that- of America. Do not interrupt a lady when she is talking. So we had some Twitter followers that tweeted out that they thought that maybe somehow oddly Slade Wilson was her father. I feel like there's too much of an age clash for that theory. But who knows? It could be some random evil person. That would make for a really amazing storyline. Yeah, definitely. I would love to see Slade's storyline for his backstory before the island, how he was trained to be what he is. Well, before the island, and then what happened to him in between with the Mirakuru, and now he's a creeper. I think we'll get that. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll talk about the creeper moment, because there was one for me in this episode. (laughs) But let's start with the beginning of this episode. Yeah, definitely. We start off and Oliver's in bed with Sarah. And it's weird because it's not been that many episodes and now they're full blown back into this super serious relationship. Wait, they weren't really in bed together, though. Yes, they were. He had the dream. Uh Uh-huh. Right? He woke up. 
And he was like, oh, my God, I think Sarah's bleeding and it's Shadow. Right. Then he shook himself and awoke out of his nightmare. Uh-huh. And she was in the background sleeping next to him. I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. I just saw him and I thought he was alone in the bed. Mm-hmm. She was there, too. Oh, no way. So I'm all, Ugh. I mean, I don't, don't get me wrong. We were yeah. both saying... I like the dy- I like the dynamic. I don't want to say that because you know I'm Team Elicity, but I do like the dynamic because right. she's his rock. He doesn't realize it just yet, but you know, because you know every lady is a man's rock. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> but no, she, I love that she will not be pushed away. She will not, you know, and that's a huge theme for him. Even though he was the backstory, I feel like that was a big theme tonight. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'll honestly agree with you there, and I'll definitely say that this is After Buzz TV. So at After Buzz TV, we talk about the buzz. I think there's going to be a lot of people that are buzzing about exactly what you just said. Sarah and Oliver's relationship is absolutely something that's been dynamically growing from the moment they got onto the ship together. And I mm-hmm. think the hardest thing for us as people that are watching the show is being able to accept that he could be dating or having sex with someone that is the sister of his ex-girlfriend slash almost fiance, if you will. Weird. Someone Weird, that yeah. actually helped him to even push through being on the island because he wanted to find them again and fall in love with them again. Right. And the idea that him and Sarah are breaking into this side relationship scares me because I think there's a lot of foreshadowing that we're noticing in this dream that might be leading us into a situation where Sarah may possibly die. I think a lot of us have been wondering and thinking, is that going to happen? But do you think that just because everybody's right. theory or not theory, but the thing is, is that ideally uh, Laurel is supposed to be the Black Canary. So is that why you feel like you're going towards that hunch? I mean, I don't really want to predict what Laurel is or isn't supposed to be. I don't see her character arc really falling into being the Black Canary from a personal she, perspective, you know? Yeah, yeah she she's not there yet. Them, she's she doesn't not there have that, yet. There's no way she's ever going to develop that athleticism. Not unless we take a break for two years. True. That's true. Because even though yeah. she's a she's smart, right? But she doesn't have that physical ability the right. way Kitty Lots just came into it and she obviously got all that from being on the island. Right. You got to realize Oliver was trained on the island by someone like Slade obviously by Shadow by people that have immense background in being able to be covert ops like uh, assassins and then you also have Sarah who's trained by the League of Assassins right and anyway no matter how you slice it Diggle is the best at fighting on a normal level so that's the you right, know, he's just former trained military. by former military, which right. literally doesn't even compete in any aspect or any sense with someone like Arrow or, or excuse me, someone like Oliver, or someone like you know Black Canary or right. Sarah, whatever right. you want to say. So basically, what we're dealing with is there's no way we're going to be able to see someone like Katie Cassidy, pardon me, uh, for, the new Laurel. Laurel, come to a point where she's going to be able to fight at that caliber. The best she could hope for is she's, to fight at well, Diggle's I mean, caliber. Well, yeah, but at the same time, she just would have to go into some serious training, which would be over a long period of time during the show. Or like you said, over a break between season two, season three, right. they come back and it's been five months later. But I, I, I hate have, when no, shows five do that. Five months is not new. It'd have to be like two years later and have to be intense training. Like she leaves and goes away. I mean, she was trained. I mean, Sarah was trained by League of Assassins, like right. Ra's al Ghul type guys. These are right. the guys who trained Batman in the Batman Begins uh, storyline. But more so, I'll say, like, uh, the other thing that's really crazy about it is that um, if you take a look at how they've developed it, I don't think that she could be the Black Canary, which makes me feel like maybe they'll keep Sarah around. But if they're building this relationship between Oliver and Sarah, the way they're building it, and they are sneaky writers, which we've learned, that yeah. do things sometimes that just really surprise us and we love them for it, yeah, they could kill Sarah. And that's what I'm really worried about right now. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are buzzing about it. So feel free to tweet at us. Feel free to Facebook us. You can find me at twitter.com slash mmogli, M-O-W-G-A-L-I. And you can find me at Kiss My Passport. I will leave all my plugs towards the end of the show, but leave it to yeah. Mike to always bring them up of at the course. beginning. But that's okay because you can tweet us in the middle of the show. We're having a conversation, but we'll try our best to pay attention to our right. phones. Exactly. But 
while we are talking the about segue. plugs, mm-hmm. just for exactly. right now, I want to talk about our executive producer, if you guys don't know, which Dun, I know da, da, da. you do, is Maria Menounos. And she has a brand new reality television show that just came out. It aired last night. So we want to show you a little preview. Take That'd be look. awesome. Tuesdays on Oxygen. I'm Maria Menounos, and my life can get a little crazy. I host Extra. I'm an actor, producer, dancer, wrestler, and a lot of other things. I live with Kevin, my boyfriend of 15 years. Do you really love me? I would say that I'm in serious like. And my parents. Yep, I just said I live with my parents. You drive me crazy. You drive me crazy. My parents want us to get married. You both love each other. Get married. Kevin and I don't. I am going to get married when I want to get married. I think I want kids. Kevin definitely doesn't want them now. This is being pushed on to us. And of course, my parents wanted them yesterday. This year, you got to have it. And I have a house full of people counting on me financially. If I take my eye off the ball, everything can fall apart. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks or wants us to do. It's what we want to do. Everyone thinks that they know what's best for me, but I'm really the only one. I have got to figure things out. Chasing Maria Menounos is so new. Every Tuesday at 10, 9 central, starting March 18, only on Oxygen. Oh, that's right. Clap us in, clap us in. I don't know why we just did that, but okay. We, 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 while you guys were watching the preview, we were doing a little wave action. You oh. missed it, but maybe next episode we'll give it to you. I thought they were seeing us that whole time. No, they were watching the preview. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, talking about relationships, I one last piece that I want to leave you in talking about Laurel, something that she said, which is interesting. We're seeing a little bit more maturity from Laurel. Yeah. And Partially maybe because she's sober, partially because she got a slap of reality, a truth bomb, as my other host, Alex Angarita, likes to say, truth bomb about how she's been the past few years. And here's a really quick flip. You know, she's trying to give all of her advice on her sister. Awkward. That was so, I don't know about you. That was weird to me. But I love what she said. I jotted it down as far as because she's dealt with being pushed away just like Oliver's doing right now to Sarah, but she said, you know, you might be keeping at her arms like pr- to protect her, but you're actually protecting yourself. I mean, I honestly think that I it wasn't a shock. I was really excited. I don't know if you guys were. Feel free to tweet, Facebook, whatever. But I'll say uh, I thought it was really awesome because, you know, up until this point, we see Oliver and Sarah being more of a fling and to be able to see that they could actually be a real thing because, you know, a fling is the best they could be as long as Laurel is having the uh, right. the attitude she's having towards the relationship. Well, no, they could still have a relationship. I just feel like it would have to be a down low relationship. Uh, now yeah, it can sucks. be out in the open which, relationship. Which could be a blossoming and real organic relationship. But I think that, you know, also too, though, I feel like they went through so much on the island. It creates a bond on Absolutely. its own, you know? So mm-hmm. that's why their relationship is able to be so strong because all this obsession with Slade, the only person who really truly can get it is her because she knows Slade. She knows everything about him. She right. experienced Slade. She knows all of Oliver's history for the last five years. Right. And I mean, just the simple fact that he thought she was dead and he felt responsible for her death right. about them falling off. Well, that's kind of weird because, you know, we think that Oliver feels guilty for her death off the boat, but then we find out in the flashbacks that he's hung out with her way after that point. Right. So, you know, starting in season one, seeing the, the level of guilt that supposedly existed didn't make sense. Which really... But, no, go ahead. Sorry. No, as I say, but you don't know what... Because our flashbacks are so far back in time, we don't know the rest of the story on the island. So for all we know, there could be a moment right before Oliver escapes that something happened and she did die. Right, exactly. You know, so yeah. we don't know. Well, that's the thing. Oliver thought she was dead is supposedly the storyline now. Right. She says to him, Oliver, if anything ever happens to me and you see my family, just tell them that I died on the boat. She said right. that a couple episodes right. ago, right? 
So that being said, something happens on the island where Sarah inevitably almost seems as if she died. With, and the suicide, not Suicide Squad. And then, me. yeah, and then League, League of Assassins, Assassins takes somehow. her in. Yeah. So, I mean, that's cool to talk about. It's interesting to see that perspective in that. And it's, it's an interesting factoid to think that Oliver and her have developed this relationship and that bond has began from the moment they fell off the boat. That's much stronger than the relationship between him and Laurel, which right. is hard to want to swallow because I love Laurel. I think she's absolutely gorgeous. But oh, Katie we know you love Laurel. Well, yeah, know absolutely. But uh, Katie's not uh, definitely not second place. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they're both equally beautiful girls. But I would just say that I like the idea that he was sitting on the island looking at a picture of Laurel trying to get back to the lady he loved kind of, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's very Shakespearean romance in the end. Yeah. But, uh, and then again, Shakespearean romances end in tragedy, so maybe it's better this way. So, all this talk <laughs> of romance, talk to yeah. me a little bit about what you feel as far as Diggle and the Lila relationship. Okay, Diggle and Lila relationship, I would say ex-wife, they're still hooking up, bad news. You There's do not a reason you broke up. Yeah, exactly. Right? You do not hook up with someone you've you don't hook up with people you break Dude, up with. Their relationship Let it seriously go. confused me. Not them. How about this? Diggle. Okay. He had said something to her along the lines of, you know, she's saying, like, why don't we talk? You're so much more relaxed, this, that, whatever. And he's like, because when we talk, we end up getting divorced. Right. Good point. However, and I, uh, I don't mean to jump ahead. We'll talk about their whole dynamic. But at the very end of the show, I was left going, what? Because the line <laughs> that he gave to her as Deadshot's going back into his cell, you know, throughout the whole experience that they had, he's like, you you were a woman that I don't even recognize you anymore because she's so ruthless and so, um, I don't know if she's saying gray area because there's mention of gray area and black and white and how they're different in the way they think because he's the old him. She's developed into this other woman he doesn't recognize. Mm -hmm. So at that point, when he tells her, you know, last night the man that killed my brother showed more humanity than you did. Right. I don't know if that's the exact wording. Mm -hmm. But I'm thinking, okay, he's about to diss her. Good, because I don't like you this episode, right? Right. Then he goes, I realized that I could never live without you. Grabs her face, smooshy kiss. Well, I don't get it. What? Don't get it twisted. No, Wait, I mean, what happened? Did I miss yeah. something? Please no, break you it didn't down miss for anything. me. Yeah, no, you didn't miss anything. But what happened there was a classic situation. Of Look, what's the classic situation? It's called deprived it's called a deprived D syndrome. <laughs> you know what, though? But he can, he can go get like some kid. somewhere else. You hey, know what I'm saying? No. He's not a bad-looking uh -uh. dude. He's ripped. He's she puts a out. gentleman. He can go get it somewhere else. Listen. Why from a woman? To me, that is so unattractive. When you have an ugly inside, why do I want your outside? I, know, I don't know why I'm pretending to be scared. Listen, this is what it is. She puts out. So there's attractive. plenty of other women that probably do yeah, the same well, thing. you don't understand. When you're a black man in America, getting a white girl is a big thing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Shut your face right now. Oh, God. Okay. I love my life. You know what? Don't listen to him. And if you're offended, I am so sorry. You're you can go offended. ahead and tweet any at him man, right any, now. Any black man in America knows we'll take that girl down and we'll stay with her the rest of our lives as long as she's putting out. And if she breaks up with us, we'll cry about it. She's okay. You know what? <laughs> okay. So, anyways, going back to Lila, I didn't care for her this episode because she is so all about work. And, and taking orders from Amanda Waller, who I don't care for either because she was equally as ruthless. Right. I understand that the people that you've gotten together on this sui squad, excuse me, suicide squad, they're all criminals. They've all killed people. So I get your mentality. Like their life is not as valuable to right. you. So you put them on this death sentence, if you will, right. death mission, right? Mm -hmm. But she was also going to kill a whole building full of people just I don't know, like, the whole thing was just twisted. She lied. Right. She exploded people from bombs in their brains. 
Right. Like, what? Yeah, no, they're crazy. Yeah, absolutely. And this is this is a government organization? Yeah, but I'm sure there's like obviously there's some fiction there's somewhat it's somewhat fictitious in the idea that they would like just go around that and just employ convicts to do this, but at the same time, you got to realize these are some of the best assassins in the world. Not True. to mention the fact, let's also put into perspective, these guys have killed hundreds of people each without right. any level right. of mercy. And if you take a look at the real conscience of someone that's part of the suicide squad, these people don't care about any sort of having any sort of reasonable, um, I don't know, conscience. So the idea about it is that you don't care. They are expendable, but they're the best at what they do. They'll probably be able to live. They're worth spending the money on. And if they die, they've already, they've read it's serving their penance. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, logically, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Right. But at the same time, just coming from such a professional position, I just don't think that that's okay. Right. And the other thing I was going to say too, so the people that she picked, right, Deadshot, I was really wondering how Diggle and Deadshot were going to end up on the same team. I liked their relationship. I thought it was very interesting. Um, Bronze Tiger and Shrapnel. He hasn't even been, I mean, we've talked about his name. He briefly showed up in another episode, but we've not seen a lot of him. So it was interesting that they chose him. I know at one point we were like, who is that? Is that the doll maker? Wait, no. Is he alive? What? What's going on? Right. Um, but yeah, yeah, and then he I, went and I got his forgot. brains exploded. So if we don't know, the thing about the entire universe that we're dealing with when we're watching these shows is that so many people I think are dead or dying and they end up still being alive. So we didn't actually see him die. So we don't know. If Wait, Shrapnel? Actually, yeah. That's true. I mean, supposedly we just she pushed heard. the button. We mm -hmm. saw him going crazy and right. grabbing his head. We don't know if he actually like. Right. Exactly. Blew Which up. he could have easily lived through that. Maybe. If he, I mean, if he knew where that sensor was in the back of his neck being shrapnel, like shrapnel as he is, we could easily assume that he might have just been able to out. cut it out. That was really Break weird. Break the glass window, grab a piece of glass, cut it, and pull it out. I don't yeah. know. I mean, it could have happened. Okay, here's, oh, this is why I didn't like what she did when saying she, Amanda Waller. All right, of course. Um, okay, so they have this whole mission, whatever. They're in this exclusive charity event, and here comes Deadshot down. She already knew A... That that what is it? What was it called? Please help me out. For what? Um, I, I want to call it an anti venom. It's not an anti venom. Oh, nerve agent. Yeah, nerve okay. agent. Okay, she knew it wasn't big enough to put in your pocket, so mm -hmm. she sent them on this. She huge... knew it was too big. Yeah, there you go. Right, yeah, it yeah, wasn't yeah. big enough to put in. And so looking at it, okay, I got my little view. He looked at it through his little eyeglassing. I know what it looks like now. Okay, cool. Let's blow it up. Right. Exactly. Like you. New, like you didn't even have any hope for them. Like you just tricked and lied to them. Oh, uh, right? she's vindictive. Very much so. Mm -hmm. But I didn't predict or see that coming as far as the thing being implanted in the back of his neck. And as they're driving away, how Lila just cuts into the back of his neck and yanks out the chip. Right. Oh, the whole time I was watching that. Cool. But at the same time, grabbing my stomach just a little bit. I'm like, ooh. I didn't get, we didn't have to see it. Well, no, but it's just yeah. the thought of it. Blah. Ouch. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, in general, Amanda Waller is just a cheap, sh you can tell that she has so many levels of deception and being deceitful and how well she, the character is being played is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry, I forget the actress's name, but when you look at even the way that she treats, um, Diggle, when he, when she sees them at the hotel room, the way that she treats them and the way mm -hmm. she says, oh yeah, I've, I've, I've spent my time in a hotel room before, like, you know, like trying to say how, like, like saying it's a cheap way to a woman to spend her time kind of thing. Mm -hmm. She just is constantly throwing cheap shots and she constantly is just doing her own agenda. Mm -hmm. And she literally doesn't care to tell anyone what that agenda is. As long as she knows what it is, that's all that matters to her. It's good to see her checked by Oliver, though. And okay, but even, here, this oh, is what I want to ask you. Can you yeah. clarify for me? Because I could have missed it. Right. How does she know that Oliver is the Green Arrow? 
or Arrow well, at this point. I'm not really I'm not really sure of the history between them. It hasn't been clarified. Okay, okay. So well, you know, it just it's literally opening up a new door. Right. That there's an, a relationship that exists between the two of them that's well outside of our understanding right now. Right. There's not been anything in season one or season two to build that for us. Although, based on the comics, we know there has to be a direct relationship between Amanda Waller and Arrow. Right. But in the show, we haven't seen that yet. But what's interesting to me is mm-hmm. at the beginning of the show, when she makes mention of Oliver to Diggle, she makes it seem like she doesn't care much for him. Right. But at the very end of the show, we see her walk in, see Oliver with the hood on. So obviously she's like, okay, right. Ollie, like, sup? Right. Uh, and then he he makes his mention of Slade Wilson, and she immediately, without hesitation, is like, actually, I might have some information for you, and just shares it right away. So... Obviously, she doesn't see him as an enemy, or at right. least I don't think so, yeah. because she was quick to help. Yeah, and if you look on the glass of the room, I know I said this to you earlier, yeah. but I'll say it again for you guys. We definitely need to buzz about this and just get this going. For Argus, we know that Argus stands for the Advanced Research Group Uniting Superhumans, mm-hmm. but in the show, it didn't say that. It's Advan- Advanced Research Group you, uh, you not United humanitarian. It said United something, but it didn't say anything about superhumans. So no, no, no. You're right. You're right. It said something else. So it means that they're making a distinction for us and giving us a very distinct answer that they're not going to allow us to have superhumans. Because you know, a big part about Suicide Squad is they used to aid the Justice League, right. which was in, which involved Aquaman. You know, obviously Superman, right. a, a strew of different people from the comic book history. Right. So when you look at something like that, you know that automatically the Justice League and Superman and those kind of things aren't going to enter into this world. Right. Although we have already decided that we're doing a spinoff show. I would say, well, we briefly saw The Flash right. and, or the beginnings of what will become The Flash right. with Grant. Which well, they're I'm allowing. Assuming. And yeah. also another big another big crazy hiccup in this show was Harley Quinn coming in. Do you, do you know? Oh, yeah. Somebody else tweeted about that, mm-hmm. too. Ryan right. with Allison. I think you were the one who tweeted about right. that. So yeah. Harley is the Joker's right-hand woman. She's unbelievable, right and left hand. Right. She's crazy. She comes from a broken home. The Joker took her in, raised her to be just as crazy as him. She literally can go toe to toe with Batman. She has incredible strength, great agility. Like she's got, or she's an acrobat. Um, she's literally a beautiful, crazy mind, and uh, it, <laughs> like it's that. true. Like it's, I mean, honestly, all of us love her. It was really exciting to hear her voice because in the DC world. Harley Quinn uh, is not just like your stereotypical villain. She's literally, I mean, the Joker is one of the most powerful villains in all the history of all the DC comics, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. He's the literally the, the arch enemy of Batman. So when you take that into consideration and how well, how much of a mastermind and how uh, diabolical the Joker is, and this is his right hand girl. And we know we may never get to see the Joker in the DC universe on WB. Right. It's really, again, which we have seen before, obviously, but it's really nice to see that they're giving us something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. giving us Harley is so much fun. It's just great. I really enjoyed it. I was really excited about it. I wonder if that's, I mean, I don't know if we're going to end up down in that layer again. I assume that we will somehow in the future because at the end of the episode, we hear Amanda talk, uh, yeah, Amanda talk to Lila about, you know, how the chip was in the neck and now right. we're just going to have to prep people and start putting it in the spine because that was just way too easy and that shouldn't have happened, right? Right, exactly. You know, so she, she, um, excuse me, as they're putting him away, mm-hmm. him meaning Deadshot, right. obviously, um, we both know I won't make it that long. Yeah, well, he may not make it that long, but not even that. It's we might end up back in that facility again, and if so, will we hear her again? I would love to end. Up, we will end up back in that facility again. Yeah, we have to. I mean, that's a those those characters that are in that squad are part of uh, its own line of comics. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like, and I think the writers know by introducing the Suicide Squad, they're introducing a group of people that all can be uh, applied to the <clears throat> to the realm that we're dealing in. 
you know, yeah. the realm that we're in. So it's awesome. And I think we're going to see a lot of, we're going to see a lot of, uh, I mean, obviously this is, I'm, I'm guessing here, so I shouldn't say that, but I think from what we've seen already, we know there's going to be a stronger presence from Amanda Waller and especially yes, from, from, from now. The, uh, do you think somewhere the in there though, that those individuals that are on the suicide squad will go from bad to good? I think a lot of them have gone from bad to good, but I, in the end, I mean, they're con- they are bad people in the end, though. Right. So you're right. No, no, I don't. Well, no, I mean, I'm just asking because it was interesting to watch Deadshot because obviously season one I hated him, season two he made a brief appearance and I was like, ooh, yeah. Diggle, get him, you know. And for a moment there, we do we see a softer side of him, right? And he's more approachable, and then he's actually opening up to Diggle just through conversation but we didn't i didn't know personally that he had a daughter right, right. Well, yeah oh no as i say just hearing him talk about his daughter and him acknowledging the fact in a sense that not that he's a screw up but he is a screw up because right. of all the things that he's done and his the best thing he can do is stay out of her life right but he obviously has some still love for her even you know you quit doing those hand <laughs> yeah. motions those balancing act hand motions because here's the thing at that one moment right. a first of all it caught me off guard that he's so just you know my my life is not worth living anymore for whatever reason i don't know what changes mine because he was cool before he got caught but now all of a sudden it's like hey i'm not really worth living you know i may as well blow up in this room and diggle actually saves him in a sense by playing a mind game with him and saying hey like you have plenty to live for. Live for your daughter, and it didn't even take much. Deadshot was like, hmm, okay, right. I mean, not that exact response, but you know what I mean. It wasn't like he he needed to convince him a lot. He right. just heard the name Zoe and was like, oh, but okay. I think I think uh, we can both agree that uh, Deadshot hasn't changed from season one till now. I mean, Je- Deadshot has never been the guy who is extremely hateful. Everything he's done is just for the top dollar bidder. Even killing people's for the top dollar bidder. He's just good at doing something. But now we know that all these dollars are going into account for right. his daughter. Right. That makes sense, right? But I guess uh, the thing is that, so what I'm trying to say is Deadshot never changed. Like, you know, you're like, or do you see these guys changing yeah. from good to bad? Deadshot is clearly a character that has never changed his attitude, his perspective, or the way that he thinks. He doesn't hate Diggle. He never did. He didn't even hate his brother. It was the person that paid him to kill uh, Diggle's brother. You're right. You're right. And even in every other situation, it's just someone that paid him. It's all about the money to him. And that right. hasn't changed. Right. If he gets the opportunity to leave and l- somehow get out of the Suicide Squad and go back to being a single villain, <laughs> if that makes sense, yeah. he's definitely going to still pay. <laughs> it's still villain. about the top oh, dollar to him. His his Sorry. his actual uh, attitude towards Diggle seems to be pretty, pretty solid. And right. even in the fact that that guy almost killed Diggle in this episode and he shot him. Yeah. Protecting him. Yeah. Look behind you. Boom. Got him. You yeah. know what I mean? But what do you think, and, and not try, this is not a prediction by any means, but what do you think he's actually saving that money for? Yes, his daughter, but if he's all about his money and all these immense amounts, right, right, right. is she sick? Is something going on? Like, what is it for? Um, I don't know. I think the, the motive behind him is simply that he is the best at delivering that shot. I mean, he literally can compete with the arrow at putting a precision shot down on someone. So with that being said, I don't know if it's necessarily about the money. I think the money, is the, the money, the money by itself is the motive. For him to be able to unleash what he loves to do. You know what I mean? Psycho. Psycho yeah. man. Well, everybody wants to get paid for what they're great at. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know? I mean, I just yeah. happen to be good at killing people. Whatever. No big. And I'm good at accents, as we all know. <laughs> right. But, How many of you guys are tweeting about that one? Yeah, I will. But hey, they do get tweets, just so you know. I'm, I'm, I'm sure Positive they or negative, they get I'm tweets. I'm sure they do. But I'm what sure I will say do. more so is... Uh, how did you feel about what we got going on here with Diggle and uh, How did I Felicity? feel about it? 
What do you feel like well, you're literally, going? <laughs> I was trying to do slave. That's the best word stuff. I can say in an accent. <laughs> you, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. What do you think what about? What do you think about Diggle and Felicity? I have an honest Diggle question for you. What would? How would you feel if there's a relationship that develops out of that? Ooh, here's the right. thing. I could see it, uh-huh. and the only reason I could yeah. see it is because, and this is why it would and wouldn't work. In a sense, they have very bland personalities, but they mm-hmm. don't. Right? They're right. both very smart, very technical mm-hmm. in their own realm. So I could see why they could be in a relationship because you see Oliver and he's with this action-packed girl and it makes sense. Oh, yeah. But there's opposites attract. Like, the the, two, the similarities are too much and make too much sense. Okay. So I don't see that happening, although right. they're both very endearing characters. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to go for the underdog. I'm still going to go for Felicity. No, oh, wow. And I feel You're... like with Diggle, <laughs> A, Diggle, you need to ditch your ex-wife. Like, we talked about earlier. Yeah, you, she's definitely. your ex for a you reason. Let it he, go. Needs a, he needs a girl with a golden heart. That's what yeah. he needs. A yes. very sweet, smart, but sharp girl. And somebody who understands his lifestyle. So maybe somebody who can be a part of the team. Because you can't have a relationship with somebody and have that secret lifestyle. You know what's crazy? You actually just described Felicity to me. Good luck with that. Shut up. No, I did not. <laughs> yes, I did, you did. Not. Someone that can be part of the lifestyle and then someone that's really just smart. Because, okay, yes, she is on Team Arrow, but she's the quirky oh, little cute girl, God. right? A little bit awkward. She to me, and this is me just <laughs> fighting, okay? This is me fighting for Elicity, but I feel like they make sense. Right. Yes, Sarah makes sense with him now, mm-hmm. but that can yeah. go for a little while and then we'll get over it. No. And then with Diggle, I just think he needs a fresh face. Right. But yeah, I, I want to see him with yeah. somebody good. Right. But a little bit opposite. Because yeah. when you have the opposites, that that's where you get the balance from and you can check each other on stuff. Right. And out of curiosity, uh, I want to ask you this too. How did you feel about the fight sequence in the beginning? With, uh, the, with the with, with Oliver, Oliver and, and the, the Russians. Russians. Yeah. Okay, please. First of all, it wasn't even a competition. He took sick. them down like that. Yeah. Hey, be, be, bring up a quite mighty good point that I wanted to bring up that you guys don't care about. But I just would like to say that I really appreciate that Stephen Amell makes the effort to speak Russian. Lord knows if his accent mm-hmm. is on point or not because Sounds I don't like speak it. Russian. But I will say it's very sexy when he does it. Right? Yes. Yeah, I agree. I'm working on Spanish right now. Are you? Do you want to give us a little sample of that? Are you kidding me? SOS demasiado caro. That is too expensive. <laughs> really? That's the phrase you decided to... Yeah, to... I say it to the lady who sells me burritos every night <laughs> outside of my house. So, anyhow, um, gosh, doggy, I was really going to say something in that burrito comment. Just totally just I tell her every night. I say, off. cuanto cuesta? And she tells me, cuatro dollars. And I say, SOS demasiado caro. And then I say, tiene algo más barato, which means, do you have anything cheaper? Such a cheapskate lady. See, this is, don't date him. Okay? <laughs> I eat there every night. I'm trying to watch my weight. Okay, by eating burritos. So Veggie burritos. Veggie burritos <laughs> with a big fluffy tortilla. But going back into our storyline in Oliver, <laughs> this episode, he was totally obsessed with Slade. Not right. sleeping, not eating. First of all, man, you need your rest and your nourishment if you're going to take someone like Slade down. A. B, you need to let people help you. you like, he's trying right. to do this all on his own. And I think you had mentioned before, as far as like the type of training that Slade has... But right. in combination where he's got the mirror of Kuru in his system, you're you're bonkers. If right. you think you're going to take him one-on-one. Oh. You know what would be great? I was going to say what? as well. You know what would be the only way that it could work for Sarah to be replaced as a canary hmm. by Laurel? Hmm. If Laurel got injected with mirror Kuru somehow. This is true. But she would still have to learn how to manage herself. Because we have Roy who yeah. still doesn't know how to manage himself. Right. And he's had it in his system for a while. Right. Granted, he's already predisposed to have a bit of a temper. So I don't know how much your genetic makeup will affect how the mirror, mirror kuru affects you. Right. You know? 
and Who we knows? yeah we haven't and I'll be and also Ryan uh, with Allison one of our one of our loyal friends yes uh, he tweeted something earlier and I really loved it he put love the Harley Quinn cameo in tonight's episode she was even voiced by Harley voice actress Tara Strong how sick is oh, that nice so for, good 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 job CW yeah so for those of us that like watch the animated like the, there's like the whole animated Batman series that used to be on the mm-hmm. WB as we were kids growing up yes and it was sick and like that voice. We, when I heard it, like I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "That's Harley Quinn!" And, like I, as soon as I heard it, uh-huh. that's crazy because I thought it was just someone that did a really good voiceover. It can't believe it's it was her. the actual same woman. That's, that's so, so cool. Awesome. Yeah, that's very cool. I didn't say it right. Hold on a second. Oh, the cameo in tonight's episode. She was even voiced by Harley voice actress Tyra Strong. He's from uh, Wisconsin. So. It sounded like you were trying to be a leprechaun right now. I don't. I don't claim. Ryan, him. I got you. I'm gonna get it right. Don't worry. You know, maybe one of these days, Ryan, you should call in. And let him hear your voice. And I am so sorry with whatever he comes up with after he hears your voice. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. um, we didn't get to see much of Slade Wilson, though. We heard his name a lot. Oliver was obviously trying to chase him down through bank accounts. I am not sure what he actually thought he was going to accomplish right. with all of that. But uh, where do you think that this is going to go now that Amanda Waller is involved and in now giving him a lead? I think that it's obviously going to go to, I mean, the whole episode, we obviously see the side story of Oliver dealing with the fact that everything's going negative and going down for him. And he feels like, uh, Slade's seven steps ahead of him or five steps or whatever he mm-hmm, said. Mm-hmm. He's just way far ahead of him. Mm-hmm. And he's telling Sarah that. But at the very end of the episode, which is perfect, we find out that Oliver finally has an ace in his hole. Yeah. Or ace in his deck. I don't know true. why I said hole. I don't know. What is the hole one? It's not uh, ace in the hole. Golf ball? I don't know. I he, don't has know. A, he has a ball in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> regardless he has an ace in the deck now which is great to say because we're talking about harley as well who dresses up she's actually as the joker Joker. side she dresses up as like a uh, a court jester yeah yeah it's fun well i'm hoping also too now that oliver's got some sense right that he is allowing oh good moment and you even said something Uh about it too when we were watching it when sarah was having a scene with oliver and something she said i I hope i wrote it down and i think i did Mm -hmm. but basically uh, oh, 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 okay. When he's finally opening up to her, right? Right. Because once he opens up and he collects his own team, which is Team Arrow, he has them. He just has to let them in and allow them to help. Right. I know he's trying to protect everybody, but dude, let them help. Yeah, they, They're all significant in their own way. But anyways, so um, something that she says to him, oh, he's so concerned about losing her or her mm-hmm, being killed. Absolutely. And, and at the same time, you know what? And this is what Felicity said earlier in the show. If Slade wants to kill me... He's going to kill me. There's nothing you can do about it. Like right. Nobody can do anything about it because he's so strong at this point. Right. But Sarah says, you know what? Let him come. I'm not easy to kill. Right. And then and then after that, she, you know, they do the whole forehead, head together yeah, bonding moment. Yeah. And and she's like, together. Slade's still going to. he's gonna, like, yeah. you know, I was having a moment. <laughs> Hold on. Now I have to start over again. Okay. Ready? Rewind. Forehead to forehead. Together. Together. And then they kiss. Maybe they didn't kiss. But awesome. I just like, it was just, a, it was a very sweet moment. Yeah, it was. But the reality is that Slade would destroy the canary if a fight breaks Solo, out. Solo, but I, again, as Ooh, a team, what do yeah. you think? Slade's I mean, with Roy, if they get Roy trained properly with the black canary, right. with Oliver, with Diggle, right. with Felicity Smarts, and mm-hmm. then on top of that, back information from Amanda Waller. Okay. I mean, all those people against this one person, if they can't take him down. Wow. At least at least they're putting together a good crew to make it seem believable because the way that Slade is right now and the way we've seen him on the island and the amount of power and finesse this guy has right. at fighting right. and then adding the Mirakuru into it right. and then putting him up against the rest of these guys, 
in the fact that he's robbing banks and has tons of money too. I mm-hmm. mean, Slade's got to be, and Slade's not stupid either. Dude, where's Brother Blood and all this? Where'd he go? Uh, who cares? But <laughs> who cares? I want to know how they met. I want to yeah. know if he just happened to hire him and mm-hmm. it's all a money deal, or if they have right. a relationship and later on in the future, Brother Blood's going to show up, mm-hmm, yeah. or maybe he's in debt to him somehow. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, a great, I think a great part of the episode was, and I think it's worth saying out loud. Um, it's an impossible choice. It was an impossible choice. They admitted it in this episode for Oliver to be able to pick, and Sarah even backed them up on that. Oh, between It was an Shadow? impossible choice between her and, or her and Shadow. I am so glad you said that, yeah. because that brings me to my creeper moment. Oh, nice. Go for it. <laughs> so, right, when Oliver walks in and finds the gentleman that we don't know if it was the Russian guy or not, but with the right. arrow in his head, and they're in the office, mm-hmm. and there's a proje- projection screen, and Oliver turns around, and it's Shadow, old videos of Shadow playing on the wall. Yeah. And it's like, I know you're trying to give him a message, that mm-hmm. this is why I'm doing this, but weird. Like now you've really gone into sociopath, like psycho. Why? Because just why? Hey, ooh, you're still obsessing over this woman right. after this many years. You're going through all of this just to avenge her, right? right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then just had the video playing and stuff. Uh, that video, he that video is from the island. Well, no, I know that. No, it's not. I'm online here. <laughs> oh, it's not. No. What do you think? He had a digital camera on the island. He recorded her. That's like hey, something. Well, how he the heck went, did he find it? Then, then he he's even to, more of a creeper. Yeah, he went to some some place where her and her dad lived and found video of her. Oh, see, now you're you're pulling out way too much. Like you're doing. He too had much. to. At what point in your life do you get over it? Yeah. And I don't mean that in an insensitive way by any means, because the death is obviously <laughs> something to mourn. Right. But you just flew out. Like, no, yeah. Cuckoo. Slade like, is fourteen. Woo. Yeah, Slade is fourteen steps ahead, and but he's. I didn't see that coming. You know, seven Slade levels of crazy. seemed like. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Mirakuru didn't make Slade crazy because Roy's not crazy unless it's an advanced no, no, version of he's it. Cra- but they're he's both crazy. Gone. Roy is not crazy. Roy is incredibly unbalanced. He's imbalanced, but he was like that before, but he's not crazy, like twisted in the mind. Slade at the beginning of Arrow mm-hmm. seemed like a normal dude stranded on this island for Lord knows what reason. I don't remember. Right. But normal, very logical, very smart individual. Okay. Yeah. And for whatever reason, and I don't know if it's the Mirakur or just losing somebody that he loved, mm-hmm, but he yeah. like fell off one. But Not- I think I think we can both say that Slade, once the Mirakur hit him, wasn't 100% crazy. He even said to Oliver, we're like brothers kind of thing. And then when they're on the ship, he's still decent up until that point where he's behind Oliver when he's talking to Doc Ivo. So I think that it's safe to say that even Slade and also Roy are in certain levels of control of the drug, but... Just the psychological effects of having unlimited power, basically. I mean, Roy can punch through cement and, like, steel. You right. know what I mean? Right. So, like, if you think about that, uh, think about a guy who's on steroids. You can easily see where it's, like, a right. situation where uh, the steroids make you have this weird, like, God effect where you think you can just beat everyone up and right. fight everybody and right. stuff. And uh, I think it's safe to say that even Roy, we're not seeing enough of him and what, it's going, what he's going through. But those small segments that we've seen since the Cruz hit him mm-hmm. has shown l- strong levels and signs of... Like a psych, like a psychosis, if you will. Yeah. So we don't, and we he's surrounded by good people. But that's the only thing holding you know him together. What? Sorry. Now that you yeah. say that, I would love mm-hmm. to see flashbacks of Roy's life and how he mm-hmm. got to be right. who he is, because he obviously came from a very unstable family life. Right. But that's definitely something we can talk about in the future episodes. Absolutely. At this point in time, though, I think it's just about that time for a little news and gossip. Let's do it. After Buzz TV news. So, for right now, I'm handing over the news and gossip to my lovely co-host. Wait, what are you doing? Oh, God. Oh, oh, pressure. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, 
I only have 7% battery so, on my Surface. It's dead. And he's always promoting this. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I do have a video for you, so we'll mm-hmm. put it up whenever we're ready for it. Very Let me cool. briefly explain. So originally, like we'd mentioned, Kate, uh, Katie Lotz was going to be on this evening. Hopefully, we'll have her in the future. But in the meantime, I still want to show her some love. She's got a video that's premiering tonight in London called Machine. So here's a teeny tiny little clip of the trailer. I am working on a way to restore it. Well, are you really? I am part of the new world, and you are part of the old. Holy crap. I know. It looks really intense. That looks awesome. And, you know, and I again, I really hope we do get her on. I was doing a little bit of research on her, and she's such a phenomenal girl. She's so talented in so many different aspects right. as far as the things that she's capable of doing. Yeah. First of all, her agent must love her because she's got so many skills that are so useful in these roles. Right. And I love how in that last scene, even though she's this crazy machine, somehow she manages to do a nice little turn. Yeah, on her toes. Nice. I'm like, okay. Anyway, yeah. so that's my little bit for news. What nice. do you got for me? Well, I'll say this. Uh, we got footage from Arrow Birds of Prey. Uh, it's going to be on sneakpeek.com, so you can go see uh, Sneak Peek News and you can look at it. It's going to be, uh, it's written by uh, our Birds of Prey, which is written by Mark uh, Ben Steffer or whatever and AC Bradley. And uh, I think that'll be a very interesting thing to get a sneak peek of. So for all of you guys that want to, go to Sneak Peek. Uh, for Arrow's recap for Suicide Squad, I feel like all the all the buzz we talked about tonight, we got everything anticipated. We talked about the anticipation of the Suicide Squad. Um, oh, yeah, on Collider.com, Mark Guggenheim talks about Arrow Season 2. He talks about Oliver's Secret, the Suicide Squad, the Huntress, the Harley Quinn rumors, the Flash crossover. He talks about a lot of different things. So if you guys want to get a look at that, go to Collider.com. I would go into it in more detail, but I'm afraid my battery dies on my, lap, on my, on my laptop. It's basically a laptop. Surface is amazing. And uh, then if we go past that, we have the uh, Birds of Prey promo images from Arrow featuring the Canary and the Huntress, which I think is going to be very cool. Which I want to talk about in predictions. Mm, nice. Very cool. Yeah. But those are like the three major things in the last like couple days that have come out talking about nice. Birds of Prey, the Huntress, you know, things like that. You can go see a preview. Uh, Collider.com. We can see some things going on. You awesome. Know, a lot of stuff. Very cool. Well, thank yeah. you for handling the news and gossip nice, for this easy, evening. Nice, easy, simple, and quick. That's yes. how I do it. Let's talk about <laughs> predictions. Okay, so you mentioned the Huntress, and tonight we got to see a little sneak peek of what's going on. Obviously, she's going to be in the next episode, and we see a battle between her and the Black Canary. So that's going to be really interesting because it's like girlfriend, current, versus ex-psycho girlfriend. And that's always a disaster when it's regular humans anyway. So then when you get the superheroes involved, you know that's going to be a really big fight. Right. What I will say, going back to the Huntress, though, and I was thinking about it tonight, actually, and the relationship she had with Oliver and then versus the relationship that he now has with the Black Canary, um, they had absolutely no chemistry. The chemistry was so horrible between him and the Huntress, and then there was another girl when he was in Russia, and it was just terrible. So mm-hmm. it's nice yeah. to see him with something true and genuine. I know that's not a prediction, but I had to bring that one up. Right, yeah. um, as far as everything else goes in the storyline... I think we're going to see a little bit of Moira next episode. I like how they have the one small clip where she, the woman is a pathological liar, clearly. Mm-hmm. And she, mm-hmm. even on her campaign, oh, my kids, they love to swim. And mm-hmm. but girl, please. 
<laughs> but anyway, I think I think we're gonna see a little bit more of her. Right. Um, as far as Felicity, I don't know. This didn't t- tell me a whole lot about anything. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts for up and coming episodes? Well, I have to at least say that Moira does have a point um, because Oliver did sink in a ship and he was able to survive. And wow. obviously, he's gonna hate swimming after something like that. I mean, and he she didn't... did. He did learn to swim at least at some sort of Olympic level to be able to survive being under. Oh my goodness. Okay. But I will say on a more important note, while we finish this up, uh, I think we're gonna have to see a lot more going on Suicide Squad. Uh, my biggest prediction right now is that we're going to have to see Sarah die. If uh, I think that's where we're headed, it's going to be set up for that. And I'm really scared, and I hope it doesn't happen. That's my predict. Uh, good one. Okay. Thanks so I much for listening, guys. Yes. You can find me at, at @mogli on Twitter, M-O-W-G-A-L-I, and on Facebook, and uh, at slash M-O-G-L-I, same stuff. And you can check out my stand-up shows as well. And I'm Ali Kona Bradford. You can find me at Kiss My Passport. And as always, check out my website, AliKonaBradford.wix, W-I-X dot com backslash television host. I have a blog on there. If you're interested, click on that. And I also do some videos on YouTube. So if you get a chance, yeah. YouTube me. Gracias. Until then, we will see you guys next week. Thank you so much for joining us. Gracias have and hasta luego. Wonderful day, wonderful <laughs> night, afternoon, whatever it is that you're watching us on. Goodbye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, uh, you later. buzz you later. He's so late. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.